Welcome to our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they became them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Gemma Oakes, who is the director of Masika, which is a leading independent PR, digital and communications agency based in London's West End. Gemma is especially passionate about passionate about getting people involved in sport no matter where they came from their age or their ability so thanks for joining me today Gemma can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to what you have today you're very welcome thank you for asking me to come and talk to you um so my career um literally I always wanted to do journalism so it was um, a journalism that I did degree that I did I started out freelancing for different music magazines and fell across um, some PRs who, when I'd go and interview different boy bands like the Backstreet Boys that you won't have heard of because you're way too young, um, (laughs) (laughs) then there would be a PR there in attendance who would show me where to go, tell me how long I had to talk to the different people I was interviewing. And the more PRs I got to meet, the more I realised that actually I quite fancy doing what they did as opposed to doing journalism. And from starting out in music PR, um, the first agency I I worked at was an agency in London. And I was just very cheeky when I spoke to them um, because they're a very popular agency at the time. They were called the Outside Organisation. And they had some really big acts at the time um, from Spice Girls to David Beckham. um, So I knew that any opportunity to work there um, would be quite difficult to get. So I was very cheeky and told them I'd pretty much do anything. I'd go in and make the tea if they wanted me to. Um, and I got a call from the chairman who invited me in for a chat. We had a chat and I started doing work experience for them. And it was literally from that point that I just fell in love with PR. And it sort of started out at that point that I went from that agency through to a sports agency um, and then met the team at Masika um, who were predominantly an advertising agency at that time, but had just started um, taking the first steps into PR. Um, and I joined that young PR team at that point. Um, and then we've just grown the agency ever since. Mm. So what really inspired you to join Sports PR? And what are you? what makes you so passionate about getting everyone involved in sports? Uh, I... I'm a I'm a proper people person like I love being around people I love meeting people and I think one of the things in sport um I I like the storytelling element of it so I like it I mean there's so many talented people in sport from a grassroots level all the way up to the professional game but Mm. what I enjoy is when you find somebody and you get to tell their story um so they might just be an up-and-coming talent and people might not know much about them yet or they could be quite high profile and people think they know them but maybe don't have a great perception of them um so I, I thoroughly enjoy that side of it in terms of building somebody's profile and letting people know who they are what they're about what they're interested in um but ultimately in terms of getting people actually involved in sport um there's so many benefits to it and I think I've been so fortunate over the years to work on some really lovely campaigns where we've managed to get more and more people involved in different sports whether it's you know getting kids involved in tag rugby and playing you know rugby for the first time 
or just getting people more active. Um, there was a project that we started during lockdown um, with two boxers that I work with, which um, because all the gyms were shut because of lockdown and all grassroots had come to a pause because nobody could go and play football and nobody could go and do sport you could see that people were getting really fed up of not being able to exercise so together um, we launched a fitness app um, that basically people could just do at home in their living room they didn't need any equipment they just had the two boxes taking them through you know their paces and getting them getting them fit and getting them active and I think I'm very aware of the difference exercise and sport can bring to somebody's life, how it can positively influence people's mental health. Um, and that's at any age. That doesn't have to be just kids. It doesn't have to be just adults. Um, it can be people of any age that can get involved to a certain degree. So for me, um, I think because I've been so fortunate to experience so much in sport, come across so many different people, I've always wanted to kind of engage other people and get them to sort of see all the different positives, um, both from, you know, a playing, competing and fitness perspective, but also the different personalities involved in the hard work and the sacrifices that a lot of people make to be able to put sport on across the country. Yeah. Well, sport is definitely very important, as you mentioned, for both your mental and physical health, I guess. Yeah, very, very much so. And I think that is one of the things that massively came out of COVID, that if people took it for, advance, uh, for granted before COVID, I think as soon as it was suddenly you haven't got the freedom to go to a gym or you haven't got the freedom to go and play football, I think people maybe appreciated it that little bit more. And also we couldn't, you know, even it wasn't just participation. We couldn't watch. We couldn't go to games as fans. So I think um, more than ever, it probably made us all realise that perhaps we'd taken certain sport at a certain level for granted. Of course. So when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen maybe more later in life? Uh, at school, I wanted to be an English teacher because I loved I loved writing. Um, and it's probably where the journalism came about because um, I, I just always loved to write. I'd always write stories um, in terms of, you know, my GCSEs and A-levels. They were all very book orientated, I did English literature, I did English language, I did theatre studies, I did classical civilization. So I sort of went into my exams with about 20 books that I had to know inside out. But um, I did actually do work experience at a school, at a primary school, um, and I kind of enjoyed it, but I didn't like being in the same place every single day. I found it a little bit monotonous. And I think I decided at that point that as much as I loved being around kids and I loved the inspirational side of um, teaching. I think I learned quite early on that being in a school day to day just really wasn't for me. Um, and as I said, it, I sort of, because of the writing, I sort of fell on journalism and fell into journalism because I was so passionate about music and sport that that was a natural job where I could match writing with two of my passions. Um, yeah. And as I said, even through PR, you know, as PRs, we all get to write, you know, we're writing emails, we're writing pictures, we're writing press releases, we're writing proposals. So even now, I still, I, you know, I still get to creatively write. Yeah. So I know that you went to Surrey University, but how important do you think it actually is to go to university? Um, for me, I don't think you have to go to university, but I can appreciate the experience that I had at university. So 
As a boss, I've hired lots of people that don't have degrees over the years. Some of the best PRs I've worked with um, have come straight to us. I mean, one who is still a really good friend now um, and a brilliant PR consultant, she came to us at 17 straight from school. Um, so I think there's lots of things, benefits that you get from university in terms of, for me personally, it wasn't so much the education. It was actually some of my best friends I've made through university, um, the life experience that you get, you move away from home for the first time, you're properly independent for many people for the first time. Um, so there are definitely lots of benefits and I fully appreciate that in certain careers you definitely do need to go to university to get that additional education um, and experience. But from a PR perspective specifically, I don't feel that you do need um, a degree. It can be beneficial in many ways, but there are lots of people that come straight into the industry and are equally talented as those who do have a degree. Of course. And of course, there's loads of apprenticeship schemes nowadays that really help people, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would, well, one thing that I would always advocate is work experience. Like, even now, I did it, and I appreciate that was a long time ago, but I did loads of work experience. I did it at different PR agencies. I did, did it at different magazines, um, publishing companies, newspapers, because I think that really helps you start to see what you want to do. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned is not to make decisions too quickly. I think give yourself a chance to try different things and see what works for you, see what you like. But I think there's a lot of pressure sometimes for people to decide on their career path or, or their education quite early and if anything I mean we've got somebody joining the agency in a few weeks time that um, is changing careers he's you know had 10 years in a completely different profession and now he's coming into us for PR because that's what his passion is and I think that's such a brave thing to do um, when you're older to sort of completely have a career change but I, w I would just say Work experience is a great way of testing different environments um, and just making sure that you choose something that you really want to do. Definitely. So as a director, you must have to organise loads of different people. You have to make sure people are doing the right thing, not the wrong thing. And that probably is very stressful sometimes. So do you have any hobbies that really help you to relax outside of work? Um, well, first I'd say it can be stressful, but also it's one of the best things is being part of people's development, being around people and working as part of a team. So you're right, there are elements of it that are a little bit stressful, but I would say the majority of it is hugely enjoyable. Um, and as I said, you know, even about the person that I mentioned earlier that joined us straight from school, you know, when you watch somebody's career grow and you know, and then be successful and, you know, you've played a small part in that, that's hugely gratifying. Yeah. Um, but in terms of outside of work, um, a lot of it is obviously sport orientated. So I'm quite outdoorsy. So I'm so fortunate that I live right on Battersea Park and there is so much to do in Battersea Park. So I thoroughly enjoy going for a walk with friends, having a coffee. Um, I'm dog obsessed. So even though I haven't got a puppy yet, it's definitely on my radar this year. But I'm yeah. the um, I'm the strange woman that walks through Battersea Park stopping and speaking to everybody's dogs and stroking everybody's dogs. Um, but I love going to watch sport. I love going to watch live music. I love live events. Um, 
and obviously like most people I just even after you know spending lots of time with them during COVID I thoroughly enjoy spending time with my family and with my friends as well so nothing particularly out there but I would just say yeah. anybody if you do want to sort of switch off it's quality of time whether you're spending it with people or whether you're investing it in a hobby yeah so obviously we've all been hit by covid with things just beginning to feel normal again but how have you had to deal with the covid19 issues both personally and professionally uh it feels like ages ago now in some ways and then in other ways it feels like you know it's it's still kind of around us but i think it was obviously a massive shock to everybody um not only that it went on for as long as it did but that we had to work from home and adapt to working from home and in um you know for somebody that works in sport to have all live sports events put on hold um it obviously it was pretty stressful for us as an agency because that's a big part of our business so some of our clients had to put us, us on hold during the time that you know people couldn't play sports people couldn't go to sports they couldn't go to live events but then there's a um, a part of our business that is very much you know food and drink orientated and from that perspective that side of the business did incredibly well because people obviously still needed to eat and drink they still needed to so socialize even if it was at home so that part of the business did really well which sort of counteracted the stress that we we're feeling on the other side of the business but for me personally I think it was just the, the as I said to you at the beginning I love people and I love being around people so to suddenly try and collaborate over teams or zoom and video calls was actually quite difficult and as much as we've all got used to it and it's kind of become our way of life now there is sometimes nothing better than being around people in an office and just sort of bouncing ideas off each other um and also we couldn't do a lot of the work that we normally do like physical events you know it some of what we did was very sitting in front of a laptop all day and just shooting off you know emails and copy and media relations so it did sort of change the job that we did but I think like I think humans were like amazing beings if you think of it that we can adapt to anything so as much as that was all completely brand new to us you know over two years ago to now some of those learnings and some of those things we've adapted to become habits and a way of life so I am a firm believer in that everything happens for a reason. And I think hopefully maybe COVID, you know, gave us all a bit of an opportunity to sort of reflect on how we were doing things and get a bit of balance back in our lives as much as anything. Yeah. Well, at least it's all over now. Most of sports coming back and loads of concerts also, which I guess we're all quite grateful for. Exactly. So I read that you were a finalist in the Forward Ladies Award. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and what the organisation does particularly? Yeah, so basically it's an Forward Ladies is an organisation for not just women in sport, but women in business. Um, so they do a lot. Uh, they do a lot of events and bring women together for sort of peer to peer recommendations so that women can talk to each other about their differing experiences, get advice um, and throughout the year both at a national level and a regional level, they try and um, sort of acknowledge women that are doing either particularly well within the business or or just, um, you know, people that their peers have sort of nominated. So my nomination came about through other people in the business um, externally that had, had, had put me forward for the nomination. And I think it was it's one of those things, it's just it's the same as anything. Um, it, it's nice for other people to acknowledge what you're doing um, and to be put forward for an award that was based on inspiration 
was pretty important to me because that's how I try and do my job. That's why I answered your question about being a boss and directing people not being too stressful for me, because genuinely knowing that you can help people in their career, help them in their progression, support them professionally. Um, that's one of the massive positives of what I get to do from an agency perspective. So, as I said, for anybody to use the word inspiration in the context of me and what I do every day um, was hugely gratifying. Yeah. So I just have to ask, who do you think is the most impressive or famous or most interesting person you've met through PR? Sorry. Um, there's sort of two questions because I think in terms of most famous it would be somebody like David Beckham or Usain Bolt um, obviously because yeah. everybody knows globally who they are you can go to some of the most obscure countries and people will know who David Beckham is or who Usain Bolt is but in terms of people who have made the biggest impression on me or have been inspiration that's not necessarily been famous people um, that's quite often been people that work really hard behind the scenes um, whether that's you know a sporting stadium like Wembley that help get the events together um, we're really fortunate to work with Club Wembley who do all the hospitality at Wembley Stadium at all the games and we get to work with um, their head chef head of culinary Harry Lomas who designs all the menus and manages a team um, of over 200 chefs to deliver all of the food and even somebody like him he's ex-military I find really inspiring in terms of his stories of going from cooking for you know the military out in Afghanistan to now cooking for fans at Wembley Stadium so I think that's again it's one of the things that I love about my job that you get to come across so many different people from all walks of life um, but there's lots of people that inspire me and they're not necessarily famous they can just be you know sort of everyday people but they've all got a story to tell so finally throughout your career have you had any mentors or people maybe in high positions or low positions in a job that you had that you particularly admire yeah so i've had um a mentor for the last four years who he is um, an ex-world champion boxer and now he's sky sports pundit and he has kind of fallen into being a bit of a mentor for me to be honest it wasn't kind of how it started out but he again he's had an, an amazing journey of going from somebody who wasn't particularly good at boxing to suddenly becoming a world champion and now as a retired boxer having a really successful career on Sky Sports and he's incredibly supportive but he gives really good advice and he's very good going back to what you were saying about how do you find time to relax um, or the, the stress of you know work sometimes any job can be stressful it's relative to the job that you're doing and I'm very aware that you know PR isn't necessarily the hardest job in the world compared to the stress that some people face but as I said it's completely relative to your life and, and what you're doing and he's incredibly good at um, kind of centering me and just giving me the advice to stop me getting stressed about stuff stop me worrying about stuff so if I start worrying about people's opinions or whether I've done a good enough job he's a brilliant person at just reminding me that 
it's not about other people's opinions it's about my opinion and making sure that I'm happy with myself and what I'm doing and as long as you do your best that's all you can ask of yourself so he's definitely been a, a big inspiration in my life um but my, my team are as well like I'm really fortunate that I'm around a bunch of people of all ages all backgrounds and I'm learning from them all the time just as much as I'm trying to teach them stuff so I think um mentors can come in all shapes and sizes ultimately and um, they can be a family member they can be you know as I said a sports person if you want them to be um, but I think it's good to have different people in your life for different reason who have got different experiences because then it just means that you always get a different perspective of things and I think that's probably one of the most important things is that you don't pigeonhole yourself and you try and talk to as many people as possible and hear as many different versions of things as possible to be able to make your own opinion on things yeah well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Gemma. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers. So keep listening to the Reach Next Generation Summit. Sorry, podcasts. But as I talk to many more brilliant women. And more information about us and our new summit is at www.reachnextgeneration.com. A big thank to our sponsors and partners, Levi Strauss, Sage PLC, Ideal Standard and Haynes Watts.